Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Yo, what is going on, ladies and gentlemen? It's your boys, Damian Parson and Keith Sanchez. Welcome back to the Talent Factor. And y'all know the motto, where talent is always the factor. Keith, baby, what's up, man? Man, Damian, what's going on, my brother? We we, we right in the thick of it with the spring game. We're, we're actually almost to the end of it, right? They have a lot of teams that played their spring ball, made decisions. You know, we hit y'all last week with uh, the quarterback competition. And, you know, it was really good content. And it was really good. So I said, why not have a part two, right? So... Let's let's get into it. We have two um, really exciting teams, teams that can really, um, you know, vie for some important spots when it comes to the college football playoff. So uh, let's let's jump right into it. Absolutely. Let's start at the t- let's start with the reigning national champions, right? The the, the Georgia Bulldogs who had their spring game, uh, and we know that there's not a technical technically there's no quarterback battle right because Stetson Bennett is the unquestioned veteran he's the you know the leader of that that offense right now but Keith I mean we've talked about Stetson before I would at least if if I was in Kirby if I was in that coaching room I would at least whisper to Kirby like hey Let's let's just open it up, okay? Like, like I'm not saying it's gonna hurt anything or anyone. Let's just open it up, because Keith, Keith, you know, Stetson coming in as the, the the unquestioned veteran, he knows. Okay, the job's mine, right? And the young kids behind him, who are talented, you know, in their own right, they know. Okay, we're the backup. So if nothing, if Stetson doesn't go down, Stetson most likely starts and finishes the season. But you know, I just you know, I like chaos a little bit. I like a little controversy. Let's open it up and let's just see what these young kids can do. Can they push Stetson? Because, Keith, you won the national championship. If you're, you're Georgia, you won the national championship. And your top receiver transfers to your rival, who you defeated in said national championship. Be, and we all know this because the elephant in the room is because yeah. of Stetson Bennett. I'm not – he could – I mean, listen, they can say whatever. It's because this young man knows I'm coming into my draft eligible year I need to be able to produce and go out here and shine, and I need a quarterback that can do that for me. Yeah, nah, for sure. And I I think that's the number one thing. And it's important to keep this in context, right? When we're talking about Georgia, we're not talking about having a good season. You were national champions last year. So this is about repeating as national champions. Like, you want to stay in there. You want to stay in the college football playoff. And you you have to ask yourself, are we able to duplicate what we've done, what we did last year, and be able to stay on that top pillar, right? Like that, that, that top echelon of, of the teams and, and win another national championship when there are other teams that are lurking, uh, you know, right around the corner, right? As far as your, your Texas A&Ms, your obviously Alabamas, your Ohio States, um, maybe Clemson rebounds. And, and we know that usually those teams have good quarterback play also, and you'll probably have to play them. Um, last year, just talking about Georgia as a team, they had a, a all-time great defense, right? Like we're rolling through player evaluations now, and <laughs> every single player on the defense that's draft eligible will probably start next year in the right. NFL as a rookie. So they won day about, two picks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. You're talking about um the elite of elite defenses to somewhat carry your offense when it's sputtered at times. And you have to ask yourself, will you be able to return that type of team again 
And then secondly, let's be honest, man, like like some points, especially in the national championship game, um, you know, they caught a couple breaks. And I'm not saying that Georgia isn't a good football team and they didn't deserve the win. But what I'm saying is they caught a couple breaks as far as John Metchie getting hurt um, in the, I believe that was the playoff game or the SEC championship SEC game. Championship. Um, he was injured and then Jamison Williams got hurt on a 50, 60 yard bomb, which looked like it was about to turn the tide right. for, for the Crimson Tide. Um, you know, he injured himself. So Alabama was down to their third, fourth, fifth wide receivers, which were essentially freshmen, and their offense couldn't keep up, right? But you have to imagine that the Alabama offense is going to come back, and, and Georgia has to figure out a way to, to put up points against those elite teams. Like, it's one thing to run the football ground and pound when you're playing the, you know, the middle Tennessee's or even honestly University of Tennessee, right? Like Georgia is <laughs> dominant right now. They can do that to University of Tennessee also. But when you get against your Alabamas and your Ohio States that can really match you in the trenches, um, it's going to come down to quarterback play. So like I said, keeping it in context is the question is this, is Stetson Bennett good enough to put the ball in his hands and he makes the plays to win you a football game? And that's that's the perfect question to it to this whole season, this upcoming season for Georgia because my comp for them, like I, I compared them to the 2000 Ravens. I call them the college football 2000 Ravens where Stetson Bennett basically was Trent Dilfer. He just had to manage the game and, and keep things, keep it, keep it above the chains. You know, don't make the, the game-breaking mistakes because I think it was in 2020 when he first faced Alabama. He had like multiple interceptions. He looked – completely over his head and in the SEC championship for a while um you know he came in and granted like that was the concern I had leading up I was like man Georgia is built to defeat Alabama but I was like man Stetson Bennett is gonna have to play up to par to stay stay you know go shot for shot gun for gun blow for blow with Bryce Young and for a while it seemed like he could do that right even when John Metchie went down it seemed like he could do that but eventually Bama pulled away and again, like you said, talking about this defense, like for those who don't know, they're <laughs> starting safety, Lewis Sign, Lewis Seen, uh, yeah. or Seen Sign, I think it's Seen. Uh, Lewis Seen is going to the NFL, the Kobe Dean, NFL, uh, uh, Quay Walker, NFL, Jordan Davis, uh, Devontae Wyatt, NFL, Trayvon Walker, NFL, Chan- Channing Tindall, NFL, uh, Darian yeah. Kendrick, NFL. <laughs> so it's like you're, you, and don't get me wrong, well, we, we've talked about this off air we know Kirby's recruited very well. So they are going to be able to replace four or five-star guys with more four or five-star guys. But at the end of the day, when the light, bright lights get on, we really, you know, turn on, we really get to see who's made for this moment. Right. And, and like you said, this isn't a team that, Hey, we just going to have a good season guys. We're going to, you know, uh, go you know, win nine games and, and, and that's good. No, this is a the defending national champion. So like the question, like the question that you pose, can Stetson Bennett, because now, like I said, I do have questions. They got Kilo, Kilo I think it's Kilo Ringo, um, as their, their, their starting corner, who I'm expecting to have a big season. Yeah. You know, at CB1. But Keith, like this defense is going to look vastly different. Yep. And yet, now the, the one thing that's going to help Stinson is because he loves his tight ends. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He loves the tight end position. And they did, they did a great job surrounding him with tight ends. Because you look at Eric Gilbert, Brock Bowers, um, big Washington as well, right? And and I have they have another young kid with the last name Delp, uh, Oscar Delp. So Oscar Darnell Delp. Washington, Oscar Delp. 
Like, man, they're loaded at tight end. They have Kiaris Jackson, who's kind of a uh, explosive, can take the top off the defense, but also be a kind of a, you know, a, a jitterbug underneath for Stetson. But the main thing is, can he can he uplift this offense when teams say, you know, we're not going to let you run the ball on this all game? Like, how, you know, they're probably going to come out a lot of 12, some 13 personnel. Like we might see some 14 with four tight ends on the field. Yeah. Like, it's just because that's who Stetson Bennett is. And, but they have some young guys as well, Keith. And, and one of the young guys performed well in, in, in the spring game recently. And that was uh, Carson Beck, man. You know, yeah. uh, he went 14 of 26 for 274. He didn't throw any touchdowns, but he had good ball placement. He didn't mind. And that's, I think that's the big thing. And, and you can correct me if I'm wrong on this. That's one of the main issues with Bennett is that he doesn't get the ball downfield to his receivers enough, especially with a team that wants to run the ball. So looking at what Carson Beck was able to do, like I said at the beginning, I would, you know, I was like, hey, Kirby, Beck, Beck was good, man. Like we know, we, we know who he is when we recruited him. Let's just open this thing up a little bit. Let's just see what happens when everybody knows it's a it's an open competition. Yeah, no, nah, I agree. And and with those guys, you you mentioned Carson Beck, and I'm gonna bring in uh Brock Vandergriff too, um, who is another, I believe, five star kid, highly touted guy. Um, I've you know watched one in my time at LSU, so I know he's a very talented player, right? Out of the state of Georgia. So now you're talking about kids that probably have more arm talent than what Stetson Bennett has. So is now now the battle becomes because the those kids, Vandergriff and, and Beck, they have the arm talent, right? They're superior arm talent than Bennett. Now it's just from the mental on up, right? They because Kirby comes from that Nick Saban train of thought. And remember when you throw it back to those old Alabama teams, it was all about the quarterbacks not making a mistake, right? And I think that's where Kirby is right now as far as having Stetson Bennett as the star. He feels as though we have all other pieces around, just don't turn the football over and we'll be able to win those games. But like we talked about, you're going to need that quarterback. You've seen Nick Saban take the evolution. I think Kirby Smart at some point is going to take the evolution too. So I expect one of these young guys to really push for it. And like you said, in the spring game, um, I was able to catch some glimpses of it. Carson Beck did look really good, right? He looked comfortable in the pocket. He was able to throw the football in more and more than anything. He was able to push the football down the field with accuracy. Um, you know, we, we do a lot of talent evaluations. And so we see guys, they kind of just loaf the ball up there 50, 60 yards down the field, but it has no precision, right? It's not mm -hmm. accurate. It's, it's not good ball placement. And that kind of shows the, the lack of arm talent. But guys like Carson Beck and Brock Vandergriff, they can deliver those accurate passes down the field, like, you know, those skinny posts and things like that. So um, it gets the whole offense involved, right? You get your wide receivers a little bit more excited. Those tight ends getting me more excited. And guess what also happens? Those running backs that you have in the, in the backfield, they're happy too because they're not seeing eight, nine-man boxes. They're only seeing right. seven men in the box. And it just overall it helps the offense run more efficiently. So I know we have to give a prediction, right? So I'm, I'm going to go ahead and give my prediction and what I think. This is what I think. I think Stetson Bennett, for majority of the year, will 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 be the starter. Um, but I think there will be times where they're able to put in some of these young guys, and those young guys are going to flash. And I think once it it gets, you know, to the end of the season, once it's the Florida game, and you know things get really close. Um, I think we may see the emergence of a, a Carson Beck or Brock Vandergriff. So I'm, I'm going to predict that Stetson Bennett obviously will be the starter, but then I'm going to predict towards the end of the season, um, it's going to become evident to Kirby that he needs to 
get more arm talent back there. And um, we will see one of these young guys, whether that's Beck or Vandergriff, come in. No, I agree with you. I think Stenson is also going to be the starter. And, and like I said, I mean, he he's the veteran in, in, the, in the room. Um, I love his mobility. He's a good athlete, man. You know, but like you said, the lack of arm talent, the lack of ability to push the ball downfield puts a cap on this offense where, you know, it, it takes it, – it's a frustrating thing because it's like he, he has to have these big body tight ends to really insinuate and, him in the passing game. Yeah, and 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 I, you mentioned it earlier, but that that can't be stated enough. And that was the fact that their receiver left, right? Like you're you're literally in an arms race with this team. Like if you're Georgia, the only team that you're really truly concerned about is Alabama, right? Because they're mm-hmm. in your conference, and you had one of your best players, one of your best receivers, leave to go to that team. So that has to be in the back of Kirby's mind and the offensive coordinator mind that hey, like we have to not only show recruits that we can throw the football and and get receivers involved. But we also have to show our own team just with the transfer portal. And we talk about the portal so much on here that, man, these kids are signing yearly contracts. So you have to keep them (laughs) year by year. And and, and I think that just goes to your point that just how important it is to find a quarterback that can deliver the football because it's going to affect you in recruiting your own players, but also recruiting high schoolers. Absolutely. And and like you said, at the end of the day, you know, and Kirby Kirby has shown – you know, I don't know if we call it bullheadedness. I don't know what it is, but you remember the situation with just Justin Fields. You had Justin Fields who was drafted top, what, top 10, top, what, top 15. Yeah. And you had Jake Fromm and you went with Jake Fromm as your quarterback. <laughs> and it's like, it didn't end well when it came down to playing a team like an Alabama, especially knowing the struggles that a mobile QB has given Nick Saban's defenses for the entirety of his time at Alabama, right? You know, the Johnny Manziels and, you know, all those guys that can move and make plays with their legs have always given him, you know, Cam Newton, given him fits. So it's like, okay, why not, you know, let this be an open competition? No, he walked, he went into to, to spring consistently. He's like, you know what? Nope. Jake Fromm's the guy. And it backfired because you're, you're taught your actual best quarterback and best offensive player went to Ohio State and went to a national title to play that same team that, that you have been battling with over and over again. So Kirby has had a, you know had kind of an issue where he falls in love with the mediocre quarterback and it's like I can I can I can coach past that, right? I can coach the, the run, we can get the, the run game manager, going. the game Yeah, manager. We, we just don't mess up. Just don't throw the interceptions. We're going to run yep. the ball, we can play elite defense, but at some point in time like you said, Nick Saban evolved, right? You know, being at LSU, Les Miles ran kind of an archaic offense for some time, and he just did not want to – he did not know when to evolve, and it kind of yeah. played to his downfall at LSU. So Kirby Smart, man, listen, <laughs> you got too much talent in the in that quarterback room to just say, Stetson, you're the guy. I understand, you know, seniority, but, man, Keith, I'm, like I said, I'm going to stick with it. Stetson's going to be the guy, but I do believe – I believe there's going to be times this season where that offense is not going to roll as efficiently or as fluid as as as, as Kirby wants, and he's going to have a decision to make: Do I stick with Stetson, or do I let one of these talented young players behind him take the lead? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Are we ready for 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 team number two? I, um, you know, we talked about Georgia. We did the SEC East, right? 
Um, now we have the SEC West, and I think people that listen to the podcast can tell that I'm uh you know I'm bullish on this this program <laughs> as a whole. King SEC himself, <laughs> and just what I think they can do, and 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 that's the Texas A&M Aggies. Um, they definitely have a quarterback battle on their hands, right? I think I, mm-hmm. what to beat Alabama, I think they played what two quarterbacks. That was their third string quarterback that wind up finishing the game or uh, getting it down to the last couple of plays yeah, and he's going transferred. Into, yeah, and he he's not there. <laughs> <laughs> so then now you know you bring in a Max Johnson, you have a Haynes King, um, you know you have a freshman Connor Wagman, so you definitely have a a, a quarterback battle on your hands, um, you know and. I'm going to just kick it off. I'm going to say this. I, I know that Max Johnson, you know, he played at LSU and he transferred in um, and, you know, he's supposed to be behind. Right. And I think that showed his completion percentage at the spring game because I don't think it was very good. Um, but one thing he did show and that, and that was the ability to protect the football. And that's, you know, what he did at LSU. Right. Um, sometimes you would wish he would let it go and rip it just a little bit more, but he protected the football. And I think A&M is, is in that that part of their team building and taking that next step to where a good efficient quarterback can serve them well, right. While they're finishing out, finishing out this roster, they just had a really good recruiting class. So, you know, they are bringing in more guys um, last year, they were able to beat Alabama, which was a, you know, really big deal. And it was really how they were able to beat them. Right. They mm-hmm. beat them in the trenches also. Like they, they matched up with them in the trenches. So I think that was really a really big deal. Um, but I, I personally, and I'm going to go ahead and, and get my prediction out there early. Um, we could talk about it. I think Max Johnson is going to win this job. I think he's going to win this job. He he has everything Jimbo Fisher is looking for. Jimbo always look for those guys that have a, a certain pedigree about himself, right? And obviously Max Johnson being Brad Johnson's son, he's been around the mm-hmm. game a while. And then also um, Jimbo Fisher, I won't say that he likes mobile quarterbacks, but he likes quarterbacks with some ability to escape the pocket and, and, you know, pick up short yardage or move the chains with their legs. And Max Johnson can do that. He showed in his time at LSU that he's a decent athlete, right? So if the pocket breaks down, he can escape, you know, and turn up a first and 10 to a second and three or something like that and keep your offense ahead of the chain. So, man, I I, I think Max Johnson is going to do do really well in, in this situation. No, I, I completely agree with you. Max Johnson is the guy that I, pick, I picked as well. Haynes King, you know, even in a short time, you know, as a starter last year before, I believe, he, you know, before getting injured, he, he's, he turns the ball over. Like, and that's something that you can't do, you know, when you think about beating a Georgia, beating an Alabama. Heck, even coming into this year, I'm high on Florida, which we will, you know, get into rankings and everything as we get a little bit further into the spring and into the summer before the season. But I'm high on Georgia, you know, with Anthony Richardson there as, as their most likely QB1, as we talked about last last week. Yeah. And you can't turn the ball over. And, and that's something that Haynes King has an issue with. You know, in the spring game, he threw two interceptions. One was an overthrow, and it fell right into the hands of the defensive back. The other, he threw in the double coverage. And it's like, you know, it's one thing for it to be a tip pass to the line of scrimmage. It's like, okay, you know, great play by the defense, right? right? But when you're throwing passes in the double coverage, my man, <laughs> like you you out here living on living on the edge, man. So it's like yeah. we can't be doing that. And we can't have these type of mistakes. And, and, and both guys, King and, and Johnson, can move uh, when it comes to putting the football, you know, tucking the football and running. But love what I saw from him on the second drive. Max Johnson broke off a 48-yard run, you know, yeah. and got them down into the red zone. 
he's sneaky athletic. Like he, he's, yes. he, he will make you pay. I think he's a guy that nobody would expect him to run a high four, six. Like he's one of those type of guys, right? Yeah. I mean, like he put down a, a four, six, seven. He'd be like, okay. He can run a little bit. Yeah. And, and I love the, the, the awareness in open field, the ability to read and cut. Like he's a running back seeing yeah. the safeties come and cut <laughs> off of, I'm like, okay, Max, I see you baby. And, and, and that's what you want. That's what you want to see from a guy. Say, like, okay, can you give me the improvisation um, you know, be able to, to improvise when things aren't right. And he finished that that drive off throwing the touch a uh, 13 yard touchdown, you know, on, on kind of a corner route to, to their tight end. So and you know that they have and the Devin A chain, they have Anaya Smith, and they have some up, they have some talented pieces. Um, Jimbo is building over there, bro. Like he's building a a monster type of team with his recruiting classes. They got to figure the figure the quarterback situation out more, you know, more than anything. There's one team I think that can really create chaos in the SEC consistently year to year is AM if they can land the right quarterback and have the right guy uh taking snaps on the center. Yeah, nah, Texas AM, um, they're on a cusp of 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 being a real problem in the SEC. They're they're right there. Um, you know, they're battling with Alabama for recruits. Um, they beat Alabama last year. So this is a year for them to make a statement. And that's why the quarterback position is so important for them um to make that statement. So we talked we just finished talking about Georgia and how important the quarterback position is for them um just to take that next step. I think that Texas A&M may be a step before that, right? Like they're looking for that guy just to kind of solidify everything, keep everything um, stable and, and, and kind of have a good foundation. Because like you said, man, Jimbo Fisher is building something over there. Like if you look at this past recruiting class, it's really good. And I'm glad that you brought up this roster, right? Because this is a really good roster. Like you have guys like Anaya Smith returning. Um, you have some really good running backs um, defensively. They've recruited really well, so they'd be able to put in, you know, more 300-pound guys, more guys off the edge. So as far as Texas A&M, if I have to look at them in a, just in the SEC West, right, um, obviously you have Alabama, Ole Miss, LSU, Mississippi State, um, Arkansas. You know, th- this is the year that A&M makes a statement and, and they plant their flag as the number two team in the SEC West, right? Um, and they, they supplant traditional teams like a LSU or something like that. Um and that's because they've recruited so well. Like they they just done a really good job. And with all that being said, the roster is there, but they need the quarterback play to be consistent. And I, I think that Max Johnson can't do that. Um at LSU, he had a inconsistent offensive line. Um, you know, just receivers being there, not there, uh running back, the the running game was was inconsistent. And I think he's gonna have the total opposite at AM. So I think it's a it was a good pickup by Jimbo Fisher. Um, and I think it'll be a really good situation for uh, for Max Johnson. Yeah, Max Johnson. I think like like we both have predicted, um, you know, on this segment that he's going to be the guy. And like I said, you want him to protect the football, but he can make plays with his legs, and he can get the ball to their playmakers. And that's one of the biggest things is having you know Devin Achin in the backfield, having a good run game, a better offensive line. I'm expecting to see a pretty solid season from him. And all he has to do is go out there and not just, you know, he can manage the game, but make those plays, get the ball downfield. Uh, Cause I believe they were, they were pushing the ball downfield in this spring game as well. And like I said, they have the weapons now. And I believe they have like a, a five a young five-star recruit receiver. I can't, I'm blanking on his name. Evan, but, uh, Evan Stewart. And, and he, yeah. he performed well. I, think, I believe he went five for 70 
um, in the in a spring game, right? And you're talking about and he a, had a, a he a had a play that should have been a touchdown. Yeah, Haynes King, you know the ball placement down the sideline. He turned it into a jump ball. It was just like, bro, these are the plays that when we're playing Alabama, we're fourth quarter and we're down three. You that know, in the close moments, it. that's the that's the gotta have it throw, baby. Because that right there, when your guy stacks that corner and he's hey, you know, give it to me, and you throw it, and he's like, he's got two steps, and it becomes a jump ball. That's taking points off the board because now, okay, Nick Saban gets another chance to try his defense, get his defense ready to to, to lock you up. So I'm looking forward to, to 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 this offense, man. And they got some guys on defense as well. You know, they got to replace you know Leon O'Neal and uh, Michael Clemens and some guys as well. But they have the the roster. Like you said, this roster is very very talented. Now it's all up, all up to the quarterback. This quarterback competition truly is going to make or break their season, Keith. Like like we always say, man, it, it's about the talent, right? And and Jimbo has definitely done a really good job recruiting the talent, and and I think now is their time to to really take that next step and evolve as a, as a program. Absolutely, absolutely. So, guys, we talked about the Georgia Bulldogs. We talked about the Texas A and M Aggies and post their uh, spring games and in the quarterback situations that they have and how pivotal they will be for their season in 2022 and of course everyone knows it is draft season so you know we're a week away from the draft literally and we'll be there you know doing our thing uh keith and but of course for us we're multitasking we're covering the draft and we're, we're still paying attention to college football, baby versatile put it in you know that's the a train put put a 10 on, on in that column for us but guys we appreciate all the love and support as always please go to uh apple podcast spotify any of your favorite podcasting networks find the talent factor Tell a friend to find the talent factor, to tell a friend to find the talent factor. Leave us a five-star review. Leave us a comment. Like I said, uh, Talk To Me Thursdays are coming up soon once we get past the draft and really get into the college football season. As always, guys, I'm Damian Parson. That's Keith Sanchez. And Keith, what's the slogan, baby? And talent is always the factor. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.